Health inspectors, what's the worst violation you've ever seen? Former inspector here, I once discovered a rat infestation in the kitchen of a hospital. They asked me if I could prove my suspicions, and I pointed out the numerous foodstuffs with one to two inch circular holes chewed in them, but they didn't seem convinced. I showed them the trail of droppings and footprints coming and going from a hole in the floor drain, but they still didn't seem convinced. I showed them the three dead rats I'd discovered under and around equipment. I think they began to believe me at that point. Citations included rat infestation and absolutely deplorable cleaning practices. Used to have a job working as an inspector for storage tanks at places like dairies and factories. Went to a cheesecake factory, an actual factory for cheesecakes, not the restaurant chain, to test a milk storage tank. It had just been cleaned and was being prepped to be filled with a tanker full of milk. I noticed the floor of the tank was covered in bleach. It turned out the floor manager couldn't be asked to spend the time sucking out the rest of the cleaning fluid used in the cleaning process and, as a standard, just filled the tank with milk on top of dozens of gallons of bleach. His theory was that there was enough milk to dilute the bleach to acceptable consumption levels. I wrote a report and he was promptly fired. By the way, my 12-gallon estimate is just that, an estimate. It was a huge milk storage silo. 40,000 liters, if I recall, and roughly half an inch of the floor of the tank was covered in cleaning fluid. The dilutions we're talking about probably wouldn't have been harmful or even tasteable after being pasteurized and mixed with cheesecake ingredients. But that's also a guess, and it's also not the point. My gosh, you already went through the trouble of cleaning it. What the heck was an extra five minutes to properly finish the job? Glad he got fired. It was something to do with the extra attachment he'd need to use for the nozzle, or something. Either way, it would have been an extra 30 minutes of work. Something, had he observed, would have kept his job and a clean criminal record. In 2004-2005, around that time, I drank some milk that had been in a similar situation. Machine wasn't rinsed after cleaning. I was a toddler and got hospitalized. How often does this crap happen? Worked in a restaurant. Sitting in the office one day, I hear an awful squeaking slash shrieking noise. Took me a little while to find the source. The source turned out to be a mouse, stuck in some old spilled pancake syrup under a storage shelf, being eaten alive by the mouse stuck next to it. I have had to edit out the several minutes of gagging and string of expletives that I just uttered after imagining that story. You're welcome, viewers. Did food safety inspection at a large slaughterhouse for a while. We did our own inspections each shift and the government inspector stopped by once a day too. One day I came around a corner and one of the workers who was running service for the butchers had dropped a ham on the floor. So the proper way to handle this was for him to leave it there and call for a re-inspector to come pick it up, take it out to carve off any contaminated bits and rinse it in boiling water. Now, it relatively often happened meat was dropped on the floor, it's just very, very hard to avoid it when running in a factory setting with human labor. So this was common. What was uncommon was what the guy did. First, he tried catching it as it fell, which would have been fine. No contact with any surface, and he could have just thrown it back into the tub it had fallen out of. He didn't catch it, though. It landed on the floor. Thinking that no one was watching, he tried picking it up and dropped it again. He did this three times. So first and foremost, he's not supposed to be touching anything that's been on the floor. It cross-contaminates his hands, and he has nowhere to put the contaminated product anyway. But he did this three times, and dropped it three times. Freshly carved hams can be slippery when wearing vinyl gloves. He then, out of pure frustration and annoyance at the unwieldy ham, dropped down on all fours and proceeded to pick up the raw, freshly cut, six-kilo ham by his teeth. Stood up, 
ham dangling from his chompers and dropped it into the tub with around 600 kilos of product and drove off with the tub for processing. He was fired a few minutes after that and the entire tub of product was discarded. I followed him and let him park the tub before I did a very cliché type of scene. I wish you'd interrupted him while he had the ham in his mouth. Well, yes and no. Had he picked up the ham by his teeth and carried it to the grinder for disposal, technically he had just packed up contaminated product and had to change his clothes and gloves. Of course, carrying anything in your mouth, whatever it fricking is, doesn't fly. But a straight, no prior warning, firing? I'm not so sure. Probably, though. That wouldn't have been up to me. But when he put it in with the clean product and drove it off to processing, that shows a complete disregard for any sort of understanding of what you should and should not do when working with food. He had made the decision himself even before I dragged him into the office of the shift director. There was no other option. Not a health inspector, but a Chinese buffet near me was closed down because it got a zero out of five in its inspection. I got food poisoning from there once. The staff just got up and left, locked the door, never went back. All the food was still out and everything. A week later, a man was walking his dog past said Chinese buffet and heard a loud buzzing noise. Looked through the window to see hundreds of thousands of flies had taken to the building as their new home. Was so bad that Pizza Hut's next door had to close too. To anyone asking, this was in Gloucester, England. God damn, get a flamethrower in there. Pools that have absolutely no chlorine. Pedicure tubs filters that have never been changed. All their disinfectants were expired. A restaurant that refused to clean up pest feces or urine and refused to properly reheat foods. The kitchen had exposed wood everywhere. Well, it would be exposed if there wasn't a thick layer of grease and no sanitizer. The pools that have no chlorine things happens all the time. As a former pool manager, I can tell you almost right away too when I get unchlorinated water. Chlorine is volatile and will dissipate quickly, especially when it's sunny out. If you're running an outdoor pool and not constantly monitoring the chlorine concentration and the feeds, it will turn into a pond in about six hours. At that point, you're just taking a bath with everyone in your town. Also, really shallow baby pool? You can be almost sure that at least once a day, it has no chlorine in it. When you're dealing with less than 1,000 gallons, that thing will vacillate like crazy. Well, thank you for that. If you'll all excuse me, I'll just be busy never swimming again in another pool for the rest of my life. In fact, after reading most of these, maybe I'll just never leave my house. When my son was five or so, we had a nanny who used to look after him, and she used to take him to a local pub where one of her friends worked. He got used to sitting at the bar, eating a packet of crisps, and drinking a soda. I'm starting to realize as I recount this, as it doesn't reflect too well on my parenting skills. Oh well, he's 17 now, so I guess it's too late for social service to come and take him away. Anyway, the nanny was great, no matter what you might say. The nanny and her friend were around the corner in the other bar, chatting away, when a couple of besuited gentlemen wandered into the bar. My son was laying a line of crisps along the bar, and one of the gents started talking to him. It's worth noting that the regulars in the bar were used to him being there, and often referred to him as the boss. They let him pour drinks and so on, ostensibly under the supervision of the bar staff. Needless to say, it's illegal for five-year-olds to be employed as bar staff, even in the UK. I'm in charge here. Would you like a drink? Offered my son, scooting around the back of the bar. Uh, no, it's okay, thanks. What are the crisps for? Oh, I'm feeding my friend, my son replied. Really? Where's your friend? He lives in that little hole. My son pointed to a hole in the wall toward the end of the bar. And sometimes he comes out and I feed him. On cue, a small mouse appeared out of the hole, ran along the bar and started eating the crisps. The men were environmental health officers. The pub was shut down that week and never reopened. 
Luckily, they weren't police, otherwise the nanny's friend would have been in serious trouble. This story was pieced together from the report of the nanny and also my son, who thought the whole thing was hilarious. The nanny's friend was quite relieved as she hated the job anyway. My favorite Chinese restaurant got shut down. My ex-wife worked for the city and I asked her what the deal was. She said the health inspectors found something leaking from the ceiling. They lifted the ceiling tile and shined a flashlight and saw multiple eyes staring back at them. It was chickens. They were raising chickens in the ceiling and chicken crap was dripping into the food that I had been eating at least once a week. How do I get out of this chicken crap outfit? You secure that crap, Hudson. My dad worked pest control and after working that job, he can no longer eat Chinese food. He said that nearly every Chinese restaurant he had to work in was disgusting and crawling with roaches. But the one that took the cake was when he had to strip down in the kitchen after a ceiling tile broke and roaches fell into his overalls. My dad did pest control. I went to hang out with him one night and he took me to a Chinese food restaurant. When we were done eating, he was lingering over his tea and I was like, Hey, Dad, looks like they're closing up soon. I think we're keeping the folks from getting done. He's cool and calm. It'll be fine. So we sit. He pays the bill and we wait. Finally, they're shutting off the lights out front and I'm losing my mind. I'm horrified, embarrassed, and I'm thinking, these poor people. Finally, Dad stands up and says, be right back. He comes back in with his gear. He proceeds to treat the place for their rat problem and the roaches. He gets me to help him carry and move stuff so he can do his job and doesn't see any problem with this. In conclusion, Pest Control Dad treats a restaurant for nasties right after we eat there. My stepdad used to be a baker in an authentic recreation of an 18th century new French fortress. Because they sell bread to the public, the health inspector came by and she was ripping into my stepdad for violations like the stonework walls, the doorless entryways, or the lack of mosquito zappers. He pointed out that they were following the highest standards except for things that would destroy the authenticity of his 18th century bakery. The health inspector relented and agreed to give him a pass after verifying the food storage area was secure. They went to the shed, which was a doorless building attached to the bakery. As the health inspector went in, there happened to be an escaped cow licking all the loaves. My stepdad could only say, uh, Honestly, uh, this never happens. They passed the health inspection. In conclusion, health inspector witnesses escaped farm animal licking all the bread in a bakery and passes the health inspection anyway. Does your stepdad live in a sitcom? Uh, that would explain a lot. Like the laugh track that plays any time he cracks a joke, even if it starts only the two of you in the room. My name is Cow, and when at night, or when the moon is shining bright, and all the men have gone to bed, I stay up late, I lick the bread. My friend was inspecting a restaurant and walked out the back to find a man stirring a huge pot of curry. With his arm. No spoon or anything. Just up to his hairy elbows in curry. I'd be more worried about how cold the curry is that he was able to stick his arm in it. Most people in the food industry have insane tolerance to heat. I've not worked in a commercial kitchen for some time and I can still pick up a pan out of the oven with my fingertips for a brief period of time. Can confirm, people would warn me that something was too hot to touch and I'd be like, it's cool, I have waitress hands. Or alternatively, fire cannot kill the dragon. I like to think it's more a case of working in the service industry kills your will to live, so you become indifferent to the plates burning your hands. As a man with asbestos hands, I can confirm. Coffee machines, kitchens, and hot plates will give you a D&D-style fiendish resistance to fire. However, on the topic of stirring curry with one's own arm, you are likely better off leaving it to tools. Unless you're the following commenters. 
Is there a different way to stir curry? Well, only if you're really well hung. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. I had a health inspector tell me this story. There was a family in which both the elderly mother and a handicapped sibling used wheelchairs. Another sibling lived in the house with them and did all the driving, etc. The health department got a phone call from the local wheelchair company. The brother stopped by and picked up a new, custom-built wheelchair for his sister and for his mother, and returned within about 30 minutes, saying that the sister's wheelchair hadn't been made to the right specifications. It was too small. After he left, the staff noticed several roaches on the chair, so the guy got a call. Apparently, it was summer, Midwest, both hot and humid, and the house was all locked up with no open windows for ventilation, curtains drawn, etc. The inspector entered the house and said it was so stifling hot that he started to get dizzy, and he thought hallucinate. He said there was a sound like leaves rustling in the fall, and the walls and floors were kind of vibrating. He then realized it was because they were literally covered in roaches. He immediately evacuated the three people living there, and the next day they tended and sprayed the house. He went in in a Tyvek suit and knee-high rubber boots, and said that the dead roaches were about two and a half feet deep in most parts of the house. I work in a bar in Japan that was connected to a bowling alley and an A&W. Mostly Japanese work there. I'm American, and that place was spotless. Every night at 11, when they left there, they were scrubbing everything. I almost stepped on a guy cleaning the baseboards. You could taste the difference in the food because they kept everything so nice. My girlfriend started working in a frozen yogurt shop. The first week, she decided to clean the yogurt machine one night. The entire inside tank was covered in slimy green and brown mold. Oh, and the shop next door was a hoity-toity gym that catered to mirror-gazing health nut gym rats that just loved that low-cal slime mold yogurt. I haven't eaten frozen yogurt since. When I went to culinary school, one of the professors made the statement, If you want to know how clean a restaurant's kitchen is, go to the bathroom first before you're seated. If the bathroom is dirty, there's a good chance the kitchen is in the same condition. This is what I do when I enter dives. It's a hell of a lot harder to clean a kitchen than a restroom. If you can't do that, you can be damn sure they don't give a frick about the difficult stuff. While this works for restaurants, it does not work for bars or pubs, except at 11am. A pub's restroom goes really filthy about 15 minutes after the drinking starts. There's dirty, and then there's dirty. Superficial day-old dirt looks quite different from consistent neglect. Not a health inspector, but my mum used to work at this restaurant where the owner just did not give a crap. It was a Mexican restaurant, and my mum told me once that a lady came in asking for caldo de res, a beef soup, but they didn't have any more meat, at least the one that's used for that dish. They were about to let the lady know when the owner stepped up and told the lady that her food would be right out. The server and my mum were both confused as to what she was going to do. 
Well, this lady goes and literally digs through the fricking trash and pulls out some beef, some still with bone, and then she ran it through water, cooked it, and served it to that poor lady. My mum says the lady was even sucking the bone and she almost felt sick watching. My mum quit that job soon after. After writing this, I asked my mum again about it and here is what she said. The bone slash meat was not raw, it was left over from people who had ordered the same thing. They'd almost run out of that soup and all the meat was gone so they thought they couldn't serve any more. The owner grabbed the bone from the trash, rinsed it and threw it back in what was left of the soup, heated up for a bit and just served it. Just thought I needed to clarify this. I've worked at places that have gotten 100% on multiple occasions. The inspectors are usually the same few people in smaller areas and get to know people in the restaurants. If you have a good reputation, they come in and check the basics, give you a couple of soft infractions and move on. If you have something that is a major violation, they will start to rightfully nitpick everything. I'm hearing a ton of horror stories and just want to point out something about my experience. I've worked at places the inspectors were easy on because they knew it was clean and had a good reputation. I've worked at one place that ended up having to get a follow-up and quit it soon after. That was the only time I'd seen anything too sketchy. I also worked at a place that regularly got 100% ratings and let me tell you, we were not 100%. The owner wouldn't do crap to improve conditions either. Mice, several kind of bugs, ceiling literally leaking nasty ass water, on some areas onto the food prep areas, and once the walk-in cooler broke for an entire 24-hour period and he said to just keep the food like it didn't happen. If my experience in the restaurant business has told me anything, it's that all restaurants are freaking disgusting. But they won't get you sick most of the time, so if you don't think about it, it'll all be okay. Yep, I've worked in places that honestly were bursting at the seams with unsafe and unsanitary infractions just waiting to happen. Worked in some of them for years and somehow never saw a report on them. I worked as an assistant cook in a restaurant. Two weeks into the job, I opened a cupboard to get a can of tomato sauce and I see a huge tarantula scuttling away behind the cans. I told the boss what I'd seen so that maybe we should get someone to deal with the huge spider living in the kitchen. Boss turns to me and says... I see you've met Eduardo. Just don't put your hand too close to him and you'll be good. Later, another cook proceeded to tell me that the spider had been living in there for two years and they allowed it because it kept the rodents and roaches away. This is a true story, so know this. Every time you think about swatting a spider, remember that there's a possibility that a friendly spider is guarding your favorite restaurant's food against nasty critters. The spiders in my house and I have a verbal agreement that is pasted onto every generation of spider that takes up residency in my house. You may remain in my house as long as you don't come upstairs and you keep the ants, flies, and other household bugs that aren't you out of my house. I reserve the right to eliminate you and your webs at will without proper notice. I haven't had an ant in four years. I've had a few flies, but they seem to only be upstairs where the spiders aren't allowed. I've killed very few spiders. It's a good arrangement. Not a health inspector, but I've witnessed some things at my first job as a set-up waitress at a banquet hall. The head cook had some hairy arms and he always mixed the salad with his hands. So you know that hair is getting in there. And one day we found a used band-aid in the... In the salad. I survived the assassination attempt. My stepmother is the lead health inspector for a decent-sized suburban town. While I've never asked what the worst thing she witnessed as part of her job was, I do know that one instance was pretty gross. A truck full of lobsters was traveling down the highway and crashed. The police came and eventually they towed the truck. As a board of health inspector, my stepmother was consulted to see if any of the lobsters were viable. And she told them no. The load is a total loss since there were literally lobsters scattered across the highway covered in dirt and sand, etc. 
Fast forward 24 hours and one of the restaurants in town ran a special, Twin Lobsters for $19. Apparently the owner of the trucking and towing company knew the restaurant owner pretty well, so they made a deal whereby the restaurant would pay a very discounted price for the road lobsters. The restaurant would turn around and illegally serve the lobsters to unsuspecting customers or sell them out of a truck behind the restaurant. I'm not sure what the repercussions were, but I think they were shut down for like a week. They closed shortly thereafter, and now there's a new restaurant there. The towing company lost their contract to tow vehicles and semi-trucks with the town and the state. It's crazy that they didn't think the health inspector would figure it out. It's their job. Mysteriously cheap lobster after a huge highway crash involving lobsters? I thought that there would be insurance for things like lobster crashes. And now I realize how ridiculous that was as I typed it. Never mind. You aren't covered for lobster crashes on your insurance plan? Weird. Insurance agent here. If you buy lobster crash insurance, we will find a way to not pay anything at all. It was an act of cod. Close enough. Talking 10 years as an inspector. Most dangerous is usually not the most disgusting. I've seen entire walk-in coolers at 55 to 60 degrees Fahrenheit, and the staff didn't even notice anything wrong. I've seen piles of mice that died getting stuck in grease behind the fryer. I've seen staff throwing raw burgers within the grill, then making a salad right after with their bare hands. I've seen squirrels and birds roaming freely inside a bread manufacturer. The stereotypes, unfortunately, are true. Chinese restaurants are almost always filthy. The most common critical violation? Dish machine not sanitizing properly. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot, linked in the description too. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.